welcome back to the Dish and Ish podcast. That's my main man, Old DB. What's up? I'm Ravi Lula. And just because we do a show every day together now doesn't mean you're not going to still get your podcast. There's stuff we can't get to, man. There's a lot we can't get to. And one of the things that... But I think it's just that you want to cuss. No, I almost never cuss on here. Yeah, that's true. I'm not like solder. I'm not just popping off. But the funny thing is, it's like just talking to you on a humbug and yeah. random. You are not afraid. No, I mean, listen, especially like when Eminem, I'm, right? Especially <laughs> when I'm talking about some things that make me irrationally angry. Um, I kind of laugh though. I like when you get fired up. The chill, Robbie. Yeah, that dude's okay. The ramped up Robbie, that dude is funny. So you like me about four percent of the time because I'm even keel most. Of the I know, time. right? It's like, so here's the thing: when like you're bringing us in and out, and you're like, "Hey, welcome back," and it's or "Hey, another episode or another segment," I'm like, "He's not really that dude." Because I know if I say something slick. This dude, you're going like, oh, it's go. not zero to 100 super quick, but you're going to get there and I'm going to know when you got there. Well, so I'm like kind of chilling at like 35 most of the time, Yeah, but I'll go 35 to 100 in a hurry if, you, it's if like, you get me wrong. Yeah. Like, hey, it's really bugging me about this old Deion Sanders thing. I want to ask you about <laughs> Dia. I was like. Can I just have an opinion, Robbie? I'm just curious because it seems oh, so that, out of character. Is that what it is? Yeah. I'm telling you. So there's a handful of things yeah. that don't fit my personality. Which is totally fair. And it and it stems usually. Mm-hmm. It stems from a long uh, affinity for whatever it is that seems out of character. So like a childhood, like. Or whatever. Something that's been Vince, around for a long time. Vince Carter. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got you. you. You know, like, Dion. Like, they get... It's not even a pass, because you can work your way out of my love life. Like, there, <laughs> there, there is no question. No, but they get grandfathered in. Right. Yes. To, to start in... I get that. And Dion just hasn't moved my needle enough to the negative. Sure. To, to do that yet, because... And that's totally fair. At the end of the day, my man wins. He does win, and that's something, obviously, we've talked about. And I don't only just like winners, but there's a reason I came up with the nickname Front Runner because I hate front runners in, by nature. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm kind of like, because I'm typically rooting for the underdog. Yeah. But. Um, I was like, Dion isn't an underdog. No, but his story not is now. spectacular. Not anymore. Well, I like work done. Yeah. Undersized guy. Some similar, some similar, you know, mom, the murder. Yeah. Dion, while his family loved him, was a little disjointed. Sure. Like, I I almost never root for the fave. Okay. I I don't. I get that. Is that why, that's why you're a little tepid on, on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So I wanted to say golden boy earlier. Yeah. He's a little too golden boyish for me. He was anointed. And I don't love that. And I think. But he's he, also a winner, which you do. Love. He, he, and he makes it look relatively easy. effortless. Yeah. And so the conflict in that is. I like that in my running backs. <laughs> you don't like it in your quarterback. I don't like that in my quarterback. You want to see him working a little bit? Yeah. Do you know what took me a long time to actually grow into? Who? Andrew Luck. Oh, yeah. Because kind of the anointed one. Yeah. And I'm like, most of the captain comebacks and. 
it's because he created it. Yeah, it was self-imposed. <laughs> right? Yeah. And he was all shucksy, and I'm like, this isn't real. But uh, over time. I think it is real. I think it, that's true. Over, over time, he won me over. We we like to call him the original Nick Henrich voice. So I'm, Andrew oh, they, they, they sound the They're same. Identical. And I think that's why Nick, I think that's why Nick rocked the neck beard, too. <laughs> Just to be like Andrew yeah. Luck. Yeah, he let his hair grow out. I was messing with him on the airplane going to Minnesota because I thought there was maybe an outside chance he was going to play. Yeah. He was he was one of the two guys that Coach Rule was going to see how they got treatment. And, yeah. And Marcus Washington was the other. Right. Well, Marcus ended up playing. Mm -hmm. How about Rule taking Marcus Washington when he was suspended for the first half? Especially suspended. And he didn't, and and he didn't feel good. And healthy. he didn't feel good. That's that's uh, riding with a guy. I, I, so, listen. And he put him in the Marcus Washington flew mm -hmm. in the very last seat in the plane. Really? Oh, straight Rosa Parks. Like, <laughs> I mean, mask on, chilling, yeah. spent some time in the bathroom. Like, I knew he didn't feel good. Yeah. And it just further endeared me to why I like yeah, it. Yeah, because he's overcome some stuff. And, and he and he has no idea how I really feel about yeah. him because it's not important. But I'm just this affinity. old dude. but. Like I'm, I'm a big Marcus Washington fan. I know how his recruitment went. I know how it came out of the portal. Yeah, you know he's an East St. Louis guy. I know a lot of people that knew him growing up that know his dad. And it wasn't easy for him to to get to where he is at Nebraska because he was kind of an afterthought. Yeah, and people didn't think he was very good. So, you know, I think that's kind of part of the reason I ride with Joe Burrow so much. Yeah, but you got. I think you. I don't know, man. What? Burrow had it pretty good. Well, okay. He and it's did. not like he was a lowly two-star coming out, right? No, I mean, he was reasonably well thought of, but. He went to Ohio State. He went to Ohio State, and he was pretty you, much an afterthought there. You you do know that, right? Like, I'm aware. Okay. But he went to Ohio State, was mostly an afterthought, goes to LSU, doesn't really set the world on fire his first year as a starter. Nope. And then figure some things out. Like, I get that it's not, okay, coming out of poverty and doing whatever. And it doesn't have, let's, but it wasn't. That doesn't have to be my no, narrative. I understand that. But I, I just hate white knighting, and I don't like the storybook. Yeah, you don't like the guys with the, the preordained path. Yeah. Not that I would play with Barbies, nor do I think that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, you do you. Yeah. But I wouldn't be a Ken or a Barbie guy. Yeah, and and Trevor Lawrence, you know, anatomically is, perfect. Trevor Lawrence is very much a Ken. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a Ken quarterback. So, so, am I shallow in some areas? Absolutely. But will I be honest about where I'm shallow? Oh, one hundred percent. I think that's about all you can ask for yeah. is some self awareness about it. Listen, I'll I'll let you know right where you stand. Sometimes you just got to ask me. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, one of the other things that we've been trying to get to all well, I've been trying to get to all week. You never know with you, man. Your your rundowns and those emails. I'm like, is it me, or does the show actually break out? I think the show. Actually I think the show out. actually breaks. Out. And listen, I get I send those a little behind the you know a little how the sausage is made inside baseball here. I usually I send Damon a list of like five or six topics every day, mm -hmm. uh, every night after I'm kind of thought about things for the show of things that we could get to the next day. And most of the time we get to maybe one of them, which is terrific. <laughs> that means we had a good show. If we, if we get to all six, we didn't have a very good show. I know that's how I feel. 
I want it to be a much more organic experience, but I'm also one of those better have it and not use it than use it and not, or, or better have it and not need it rather than need it, and not have it. Right? Yeah. So, you know, my line for that was that uh, people are like, Oh man, you know, why do you still work out or this, that, and the other. And I always say I'd rather be caught with than without. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I'm with the show. Right? <laughs> like I, I'd rather be caught with, I, I may not need it, but at some point I might, I'd rather be caught with. And you've seen it on the rundowns, on the stuff that's not like real time sensitive. I just roll it over day after day, and maybe we never get to it. That's all early for that. She's carrying that like a football. Where do you think she's going with all that liquor? (laughs) I was hoping she'd come over and hang out with us, but man, you're not not kidding. (laughs) Man, chilled on the rocks. But one of the other things that I wanted to get to, and I texted you about this last night because I wanted to make sure we were okay. And you shouldn't do that. Why? Because you didn't tell me what it was. No. Specifically. Yeah. But you don't have to get my blessing. Okay. Nah. I just don't want to put you in a weird spot. Well, I'll tell you. Okay. But it, it wouldn't <laughs> be the first time you've done it. <laughs> Fudge. It's certainly not like getting you on the therapy couch to talk about. I mean, those first couple of pods, I'm like, what is this dude doing? <laughs> right? It's, but I'm not going to lie. One time I was mad at you for like two weeks. For which one? Uh, <laughs> he's a child. You know why I know it's petty? Because I can't remember. Yeah. I think it was the divorce one. Probably. But that's okay. Like, I can own that. We got deep on that one. I tell people the difference between an, an excuse and an explanation is ownership. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. You were cranking me for that one. I, knew <laughs> I that. was like, how did we get here? Yeah. And then 30 minutes later, I'd ask you, how? This isn't how this started. No, we. I think we started talking about your. Uh, we were talking about running backs. We were talking about the running back yeah. like pay scale, and somehow yeah. we ended up talking about divorce, which is. <laughs> I don't know. There's probably. Ha ah, ha ha ha! You got jokes. <laughs> that is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> little ass face just over there gassing there. me up. Uh, that is a little funny. Uh, but no. So I sent you a text last night, and I'm like, hey, I kind of want to get to something, but I, I know you don't always like to talk about this. So next time, well, I typically don't like to talk about myself, right? Contrary to popular belief, and so this isn't really that. I asked you if we could talk about some things that happened during your playing days, and this really isn't about you, more about the team and kind of the culture and situation in general. So we'll just stop kicking around it and get to it. I've been thinking a lot about the how hard it is to be a three-peat national champion in college football because Mm. it hasn't happened for almost a hundred years. We're talking about Minnesota in the thirties is the last time it happened. And there's not a lack of teams that have had chances. Right. Uh, But I am in the very unique situation to do a show with someone that has very intimate knowledge of what it's like to be in that situation. And it could have happened a couple of them on a couple of occasions. So, I mean, you guys were, Obviously, there's the Florida State in 93 or 93 season. I'm going to use the season number. That's I'm not good it. at that. So you just tell me who we played and I'll know. We 93 have to specify the year. Florida State. I hate doing that. The field goal. I don't know why I right? suck at it. Yeah. So you guys are missed kick away from winning the title in 93. Mm-hmm. I So that would have been three in a row, 93, 94, and 85. Now it's hard to do butterfly effect like what happened. Yeah, down working the road. backwards and yes. then. Then the, the 96 season is the easiest. You're also looking at 96 where you drop the well. So the one that I remember the most is the fourth down play against Texas 
in the Big 12 championship mm-hmm. game, right? What was the game that was dropped in the regular season? Arizona State. That's Oh, that's right. Second game of the year, Jake Plummer, uh, Jake the Snake down yeah, there. Yeah, that team turned out to be a lot better than we thought. Yeah, at the time, it looked like a horrible loss. So, you know what's right? funny? You know what's funny? What was that 19-2, to two, something like that? Uh, We didn't score. 19 nothing. Oh, I thought there was a two. Am I dumb? No, well, they had three twos. That's probably where you got Maybe. There was too many safeties. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a jerk. <laughs> what I do? <laughs> so do you know why? So you know why immediately why I jumped in with BC and, and with you where you said, hey, we don't know how this team's going to end up. Yeah. So it's not to say. And I'm like, look, don't explain that away. Right. Nobody has to apologize for. He gave the Michigan example under Devaney. Yes. Yeah. Where Michigan turned out to not be very good, mm-hmm. but at the time you celebrated it. Right. Right. Just like we TC know. and I said, you know, TCU could turn out to not be very good. And I would bet on that. And it doesn't keep Colorado from being excited because you're not you don't own that's not your burden. And Colorado as, as, as might the end, team you're playing, that is not your burden. And Colorado might end up being six and six, but it's still if a Nebraska win would still break a twenty one game losing streak yeah. against ranked opponents, right? So I, I stay in the moment. Do you know why? Because nobody thought Arizona State was going to be very good. Yeah, nobody thought they were any good at all. And guess and they what? Playing in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah, for and, a national title. And Jake Plummer is was like that dude. And that team, Terry Poole, Battle, those guys, yes. Derek Rogers, they turned out really, really, really good. All turned team. out to be really, really good. Yes. So guess what? I don't do. Don't jump I, ahead. Nope. I don't discredit anybody. Yeah. You take real time for what it is, mm-hmm. because at no point during that season. Until about week eight, did people take Arizona State seriously, and they whipped our ass. Well, we just had another one this weekend with, you know, I think there's a chance that LSU is maybe not quite as good as people thought in terms of top five. So do you know what I think about that? Playoff content. What's that? I don't think Daniels is that guy, and I never have. I always gave LSU the credit, the nod this year because of Kelly. Yeah. I don't don't think Daniels is that. Now, he may prove me wrong, but. I think he my needs man totally melted down more to go right than you yeah. would like for yeah. a quarterback for that one, level one, of 100%. Team, right? no. Whereas Jordan Travis on the other side of that one can do some things when things are falling apart. Yeah, but talk about a guy that has changed his narrative. Ooh. I he when he got to Florida State, he couldn't throw a lick. I know he still has an awkward delivery. Yeah, but it gets it done. He makes it work. He gets it done. Um, How about her shoe game? Strong. Real strong. You're going Those anytime. Dunks are fantastic. Yeah, anytime you go with like the old school Nikes, Air Force Ones, like I'm all on board. It's freaking um, but <laughs> one of the things that I wanted to get to, because obviously Georgia has the chance to three feet this year. I don't think they're going to. I didn't pick them to be in my playoff. But which, by the way, was kind of a low key hot take. Yeah, I just. They had because if you ask so many people, turnover. nineteen have them. Yes, they do. They just have so much turnover on the defense, a quarterback. I think, like, listen, I was a Stetson Bennett hater as much as anybody. No, I was not. Because I think he's a gamer. I don't think he's that talented. Is that fair? That's fair. Um. So, like, listen, I understand he was really good for Guess what? Guess what? It worked. Guess what? Yeah. He's... Who do you think Georgia would take if they had it to do over against Stafford or Stetson Bennett? Stetson Bennett. Okay. Yeah. He's a winner. Yeah. He's the same thing that you asked me about earlier. Absolutely a winner. And he's been, it took him a long time to get where he was. Like people wondered what was wrong with Matt Stafford. Oh, but he's so talented. Yeah. Well, and you know, they, Georgia has kind of a history of kind of running through some higher profile guys and not really getting the most out of them. Right. Not everybody can be Eric Zire, my friend. (laughs) Well, you've got, I mean, everybody can be from, 
big big Jake Fromm guy. Yeah, big A. Hey, I was a big Jake Fromm guy. He was a really solid college quarterback. Yeah, Jake Fromm still playing in the league though. Well, he's in the league. Playing is a different. <laughs> um, wow. But H- hater rate is thirsty for that deep down body. Hey. Well, you know. Um, I just I'm gonna tell it like it is. Playing is an aggressive word I'm for not, what Jake Fromm does I'm in the NFL. So what I wanted to ask though was you're in a very unique position to know what it's like to be in a position to three feet and to know the challenges of it. Mm -hmm. Now, the obvious challenge, right, is just roster turnover in college. You know, we're talking about Georgia, Stetson Bennett, gone. You've got um, like half of the defense gone. And guys, they're all going in the first round. Bennett, not obviously. You have really high round for or really high level first round guys on that defense that are gone. Your two time national championship winning quarterback gone. So part of it's just the practicality of what college football is, right? And so like I kind of want to put that part of it to the side. Turnover to the side. There's more to it though, right? Because there you've I think you've told me before. You go, hey, if we don't lose in 93, 94 doesn't happen. And if 94 doesn't happen, 95 doesn't look like it does either. So when you say that, what is that? Is it just the motivation? Is that all it was from 93 to 94? So that was part of it. Like internally, how did that change the the way the locker room that, that was that was definitely part of it um, i know the unfinished business thing was like a mantra and the minute 16 on the clock was a big deal mm-hmm. um ed stewart kind of reminding us of how we felt in the locker room mm-hmm. just don't ever want to feel that way again right yeah that was big um and being so close without getting there was huge sure right because we felt like it's like an unfulfilled yeah yearning and and it was the kind of things that keep you up at night sure and and talent wise you know we were so good in 93 people talk about the 99 team as the best team that did win a championship Mm -hmm. i believe it was 93 93 and if not 93 then maybe 96 93 we were 93 we were better at quarterback Mm -hmm. But 96 key phrase, right? And year two as a starter, but 96 defensively had some fellas. So across the board, remind me if I'm wrong here, but isn't one of the big factors in 96 is Terrell Farley not available for for that? That was that was part of it, like you know, because he was a menace, he was, yeah, uh, he was lights out. Uh, I think our starting lineup in Texas hurt us with who wasn't playing. I mean, we were missing a handful of guys and was that a flu situation? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. It was yeah. not, it was not good. No. I mean, right. we're improvising. I right. Mean, we're, we're playing yeah. Mike Menner at linebacker. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, we were really banged up at running back. We weren't all the way comfortable with what we were doing at the quarterback spot in terms of our offense, the right. ability to throw the ball. And, um, I mean, there just was, and being a captain, yeah, that year was really, really difficult. Yeah, um, I heard Jason Peter tell the story the best. He was talking to Omaha Westside mm-hmm. this summer, coincidentally about what <laughs> repeating. Okay, what it's like to have the bullseye on your back, and he said something 
that was um, pretty eye-opening because a lot of people don't say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Somebody raised their hand and they said, hey, what would you have changed differently about that season? And he said, I would have spoke up earlier mm-hmm. and been more assertive as a leader on the team, even though I wasn't a captain. With like guys that weren't doing what they were supposed to? 100%. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, and so I'm in the back listening, right? And he kind of broke it down. I, Did he say why he didn't speak up earlier? Uh, because of the pecking order and the nostal- the history okay. of knowing your role at the university. Okay. Young guys did this. Older guys did this. Yeah. This is kind of how it went. So did he misunderstand that the pecking order and the roles – meant that i think he misunderstood that it can be fluid right well and that it's everybody's role <laughs> yeah, to keep people accountable yep. right accountability is accountability and across the board pecking order is is, is a different is very fluid kind of a different now thing. we had very so how he described it is mm-hmm. it didn't have anything to do with their playing ability because between the two mm-hmm. the total number of rounds that they were drafted in the number comes up to four <laughs> Mike Minner's a second rounder. <laughs> Jared Thomas is a second rounder. Yeah. So those guys are obviously good. Absolutely. But their leadership style is is they're not very vocal. Right. They're just they're just quiet. They go guys. about their work. They just mind by example. Yep. They're, they're, but some people need a vocal leader. Right. And so he said he he kicks himself over not being cognizant of that real time even though he wanted to. Now, on offense, it was me and Dish, yeah, uh, Chris Dishman. And uh, there were just some things I didn't feel like we could overcome, uh, especially f- from an offensive standpoint that made us versatile. Sure. Right? It's probably a little one-dimensional. Well, just the ability to, like, deal on the perimeter, okay. when to pitch, when to keep. Sure. Uh, when it was a design, which is an underrated skill, by the way. Oh, why do I talk about it all the time with Sims? Right. So my, my thing with Jeff Sims, it, it, I was furious. Yeah. Cause I, this is, the, this is where you get the insight of a guy that's been there, done that. Yeah. And I'm not saying you can't be an armchair and share it, but mm-hmm. you can't question Sims decision-making ability mm-hmm. without giving him credit for how he handled the read game. Which is within the option. The first thing I went to because I thought his he zone was, reads he was spectacular. Were so good. He nailed it. I think every time. And it's hard to do. And listen, a zone read is different than an option read. Is different. Like it's a different thing, right? I, I thought he made the right decisions on give keep. So he. I thought un- every time. So I he. Really un- so he understands situational awareness. Yes. Which is why I was kind of a little bent out of shape about. Well, he doesn't see. It's so easy to say he doesn't see the whole field. Now, it's not really that as much as it is touch. Ooh. I, I listen. I uh, no. I'm and I'm here for it, okay. right? Because opinions are. Because I'm going to push be, back, but go ahead. No, that's totally cool, yeah. right? The Borkutcher deal. I know he's reading the flat defender. I know he's reading the number sure, two defender. Sure. That that guy sunk and played. He played him the corner route. Him. So he needed the, he either needed a little more touch. He needed loft. He needed loft to the, the back pylon, yeah. or just throw the ball to Borkutcher. Yeah. But I know what he was reading. Sure. And it was a one-side field read. You 100%. had the little wheel concept from Ramirez, even though they're on the five-yard line. Mm-hmm. So it's not – he's to hold the outside defender. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Borkature is the option choice guy. He sits it down. Mm-hmm. And Castaneda did the short motion to get to the corner to dictate yes. coverage. Yeah. So I know what he saw. 
and the one guy baited like he was staying on Borkature and yep, then and he, dropped and back he bailed back to IGC in the yeah. corner. Yeah. Which I mean was a good play. Which my argument is, hey, zip it in there to Borkature, it gets there anyway. Yeah. That's my but, argument. But I there. but I do know what he was but, reading. Which is totally understandable. My issue in terms of read was the last one. Because he never saw that underneath yeah, guy. I know it. And and, and and some guys struggle. It's not that he doesn't see the whole field. Some guys struggle seeing underneath defenders through traffic in the do middle. Do you know what it is, though? This is what I – so I think two two throws embody this. Okay. The throw to Tommy Hill, which he threw too far inside. Yeah, he threw far goalposts instead of near yep, goalposts. Yep, should have been near goalposts. Should have thrown it yeah. far. The skinny to Washington mm-hmm. was late. You you allowed – so on a skinny, just – You're talking about on the pick. Yeah. So, so on a on a skinny post, yeah. if you let the backside safety get involved, you threw the ball too late. So here's what I saw. I understand what you're saying there. I felt like that safety was sitting on the root the whole time. Not he doesn't it doesn't get to him if he puts it on him. That's fair. But that you're you're playing with fire there regardless. Put it on him when he comes out of his break. Okay, fair. Right? Like I so I don't you know what I mean? It's like so maybe he saw, maybe he didn't. But either way, I, I, I he just threw think it late. he allowed the backside safety to be a to player position. Because watch Newbin, he's holding the back hash. Yeah, he shouldn't have been involved in that play. No. Not on a skinny. No, he held the ball too long. Fair. Okay, and he threw it too far inside. So, and I get it. Well, DB man, don't let him do that. You can't expect a quarterback to not do that. But he, that was the second time. In the game. So if you're looking at it from an eye vantage point, mm-hmm. the ball should have stayed on the near hash both times. Okay. And it leaked out on him. It it went to the far hash. Yeah. It went to the far hash on Hill's post. Mm-hmm. It went to the far hash on, on the, the little, on, on the, the low skinny. Okay. Right. Yeah. Got to hold the hash with the throw. Okay. You don't allow the backside guy to come in there. That actually makes me feel better if it was a misplaced throw rather than a bad read. Because if he just doesn't see Newbin, I'm scared. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Because if you just the, don't, the ball, the ball can't, the ball can't be thrown there. Yes, if 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 he just didn't see Newbin in that situation, or didn't see the flat defender in the Borkature situation, that scares me. Because if you're not seeing underneath defenders, you have a real, real problem. And all I'm telling you is, I don't know exactly what he saw. I'm telling you what the read is. What the read is, yeah, right. So. I, maybe he saw it. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. So that. So that. Right. That's the distinction. That's what we don't know yet. Yeah. That. That's the distinction when you're trying to critique his play like everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you can't see the. Man. Listen, man. I. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't know about that yet. Could he not? Sure. It's possible but, he didn't see the defenders. Yeah. But I'll know more. But it's possible he also just misplaced the throw. Yeah. I'll know more, as as we progress. I still need him to throw it to Borkature no matter what. Um, listen, <laughs> you go back to the radio broadcast. No, I, I heard I, it. I, I, I wanted Borkature to have the ball before they even yeah. broke the huddle. You said it. You go, I like Borkature here. Yep. Um, so I want to get back a little bit to so, – so we talked 
kind of so that was kind of the difference because uh, to land was the, the dynamicness back, at quarterback uh, in 96 uh, were the two differences yeah between 93 and 96 correct so here's the other thing that i'm curious about differences right 93 you're on the front end of it you haven't won anything yet in terms of titles right you're a winning program yep. haven't won national titles and yet. remember at that point we still can't get over the hump right still and can't Tom Osborne can't win the big yeah. one 100%. you know can't just two years ago weren't nearly fast enough for yep. georgia tech yep. like all these things right oh yeah so a lot of narratives happening in 93. Oh, yeah. So there's a hunger. Matter of fact, we've been blown out three years in a row. 90, 91, 92 in the bowl games. What was the the big one was Georgia Tech, like 22 nothing in like 90? No, it was 45, 45-10 maybe, 45-something. Okay. So the Georgia. I'm misremembering. No, listen, these scores. They were like, bad. Yeah. They were ugly. So like if if you just get into like the there, ice. there's one that they that people point to and I don't know if it's accurate or not but like you know people point to as that's the game where Osborne realized like hey I got to go get faster guys that's where he goes it, 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 it becomes a very like, easy narrative but it uh, it wasn't like that I mean yes and no so Georgia Tech was 45 21 45 20 okay okay uh, 94, 93 or 92 against Miami, 22, nothing. That's the one I was thinking of 22, nothing. And Miami. Florida state the year before was 20, 27, 14. So we're not in these games. No. The one I was thinking of was Miami, 22, nothing. I and, was and, that. and here we go again, yes. right? With, with Florida state. Yeah. Because all ne- that Florida speed. Yeah. Nebraska lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bowl games in a row. Yeah. Before we beat Miami. Right. So. Couldn't win the big one. Nebraska has seven years or six years or five years of one-score games that they can't get over the hump. Why does that sound familiar? Right. So why why I'm so passionate about saying because it has been doesn't mean it always will be? Because I know things can change. So in 93, you're sitting there thinking, here we go again. Potentially. Could have been. Could have been. Because we knew. Fans likely were. Even T.O. in the pregame with Mm -hmm. Bob Costas. Go back and watch. Osborne and Bob Costas in the sit down. Mm-hmm. And Bob Costas kept trying to lead T.O. down a narrative. Mm-hmm. I thought, whoa. T.O. wasn't having it. Yeah. I, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know what Vegas says. I just know this. This is this year's. He kept kept on with the interviews. Mm-hmm. T.O. was just having none of it, yeah. right? And we had tremendous leadership, mm-hmm. right? We knew we were getting Trev back off the injury. Ed Stewart, Terry Keneally, like, these Zach Weger, these guys just weren't. They wanted to write their own ending, mm-hmm. and so you need those guys. Yeah, like, and believe me, we hadn't won before, right? So the whole learning how to win, all these things, all these things make sense, right? When you hear me talk. Mm-hmm. Because I always because <laughs> you do have to learn how to win, right? That's yeah. a real thing. Yeah, but like just because learning is a lose behavior, winning is a learned behavior. But just because you haven't doesn't mean you can't. Doesn't mean you can't. Because so we had neither. You would say the seniors on this team that want to rewrite their own ending are an important part of turning this thing. Around. I think leadership is the trump card. Okay. Just like, and that's all it is in repeating. It's do you let complete how. How many of the C words take dominance? And there's three. Okay. Okay. There's actually four. So there's culture and competitiveness. Okay. Those are to the good. Yeah. And then there's complacency and contentment mm-hmm. that are to the bad. To the bad. Which of those C's creep into the forefront? Sure. And 
And for most teams, yeah. it's complacency, complacency and contentment. And contentment. So let me ask this because 93 and 96, the mindset of the teams, just by the nature of what had happened in the two years in between, had to be very different. It's starkly different. Because on 93, you're on the front edge, you're hungry. Mm-hmm. And then on 96, you're kind of dealing with that Pat Riley disease of more. And of me. And we lost some critical pieces. Obviously, you lose T. Frazier, huge piece. Zach Wieger. Zach Wieger. Brendan Stye. Uh, Aaron Graham. Yeah, like you're, you're losing some real dudes. You're talking about some some real, real offensive dudes. leadership. Now, defensively. You were in really good shape. We were in good shape. But offensively, there was. That's what I mean, that's, that's Peter. That's Wistrom. That's Mac Ten or Mike Minner. Yeah, like we had some fellas. Yeah, Jay dudes. Foreman's coming back. Farley's a budding star. Mm-hmm. Like we felt good defensively, but we were missing a lot of "quote unquote" of the intangibles on the offensive side and on the defensive side. Nope, just just on the primarily on the offensive side. Primarily on the offensive. Was side. there any part in the moment? Was there any awareness from you as a captain, mm-hmm. which? I don't mean to have you take this the wrong way. No, just ask. It was fairly unusual for a non-starter like, starter to be a captain. Correct. Right? Because Amon was the starter going into the year. Yep. And and, you and I was un- coming off the – I had a brilliant offseason. Yeah. I mean, magazine covers and, you know, second to none and striving yeah. to be one. And, and believe me, there were times I felt like I was treated unfairly. Okay. So – I mean, I'm just being honest. By right? the coaching staff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you didn't get a fair shake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, who's to say if that's true or not? I'm just telling you. How you felt in the moment. Yeah, because yeah. that's all I can get. I just got, it's, well, you know what? I was this, I Did was that. being nah. a captain feed into that at all? Because you're like, hey, my teammates see no. me as this, but you guys don't. Be- being a captain, being a captain kept me at bay. Okay. So if you ask me what was my greatest accomplishment at the University of Nebraska, it's not the championships. It's being a captain. It's being voted a captain by my peers. Sure. That's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Right? Not right. even T. Fraze was voted a captain. Fair. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and and so for me, like, that kept me at bay. Okay. And Because it validated your worth on the team. 100%. Okay. You're like, even if I'm not – Starting, even if I'm not getting the carries, I think I should. My teammates understand my worth. One hundred percent. You know what else is funny? What's this that? is this is so into how the sausage was made that nobody knows. I'll tell you another thing. Yeah. <clears throat> why do I cheer for Anthony Grant? You know why I cheer for Anthony Grant? Because you had some fumble problems. Nope. Because I played behind a couple guys that couldn't take care of the ball and they still got to play. Oh. I'm on Green okay. and D'Angelo Evans. Yeah. D'Angelo, okay. I remember those. Yeah. Shoot, I'm on. <laughs> Ask him on about his freshman year in '95. Yeah. yeah, didn't feel really good about himself. Kept he would get chastised in practice. Couldn't take care of the ball, but the coaches believed. Yeah, and they knew they were going to need him at some point. So what would do you, you hear me say about Anthony Grant? They're going to need him at some point. If you're playing the long game, you have to keep riding. You have to keep. You have to stay with it. Mm. And so I always get see nobody. I mean, okay. nobody really knows this stuff yeah. until it comes out like this. Right. But I watch two guys go through it. Yeah. And come out the other side. And come out of the other side. Yeah. So I'm cheering for you because the upside is worth it. Sure. The juice is worth the squeeze. One hundred percent. So one hundred percent. So if you want the man, why does this? So why I'm talking to guys like Saturday and stuff on YouTube, and yeah. I can I can this take is the it context. Yeah. Of. I. Do you know why I can take the criticism? Because in my heart of hearts, I've seen it. I've experienced it yeah. before. You I've know seen that it play it can out. happen. I'm not getting caught up in the moment. Yeah. Because you know 
because you look at okay here's here's another thing you like to say past performance is usually the best indicator of future performance right yeah. but you can take that from the micro sense of hey anthony grant's been fumbling in practice that's his past performance but you can take it to the macro sense of saying hey i've seen this before with running backs who have mm-hmm. a little bit of hard time they had a past performance do you remember him on in the nfl yeah, he started off having fumble trouble. Yeah, white white Seattle let him let it go because he couldn't hold the football. Couldn't take care of the football. Yeah, but guess what? He ends up in Green Bay and he's doing okay. And and somebody okay. somebody invested in him. somebody and he's their leading the he's their career squeeze their career leading rusher. I've seen it happen enough. I've times seen it happen that, with Ricky Waters. Yeah, Terrell Owens couldn't catch the ball like bad hands. Yeah, he had got labeled bad hands. I I've I've just seen it too many times for me to like succumb to it. Now you will reach a point of diminishing returns. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a critical mass, right? Guess where, what though? I'm not there yet with AG. And I assume you're not there yet with Jeff Sims either. Nope. Okay. I know. Am I? Because that's the next question, right? Am I crazy? Ah. I don't know if you're crazy because if you think of it in the context of hey, if you think you're going to need a guy, then you have to at least continue to give him opportunities to prove himself. Now, where that comes in conflict, people seem to think, mm-hmm. right, is Matt Rule said, hey, if guys don't take care of the football, they're not playing. Yeah, I heard him say it. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's where the conflict is. How in your mind do you like, do you he's calibrate not, those? Because he's not talking to us. He's talking to AG. So he's just saying at some point, if you can't keep taking care of the football, we can't keep riding with yeah. you. It's not a it's, it's, it's not a it's not a condemnation or it's not a death sentence. He's foreshadowing how it's going to go down. He's setting expectations. Yeah, because do you so he's just I, doing it publicly. Yeah, this is what I wanted to say the other day. We didn't get to it. But do you think Coach Rule openly wants to be like, hey, I know I said this. It comes across as double talk. I want to be a liar. Right. Yeah. No. He, yeah. That's no. Not. Do you know what he knows? He knows in his heart of hearts who he feels like. I could be speaking out of pocket here, but it is my opinion. Mm -hmm. Having been in those positions before, he wholeheartedly believed the juice is worth the squeeze for what they needed in the run game because of how he feels about Anthony Grant as a natural runner. So he how he sees the field, how the first guy doesn't get him. And we talked about this before. There was a reason he was in the game. There was a reason he was in the game. And if it weren't for the play made by the Minnesota defender, that's a great run. It, it, it's like, see? It's that's a the guy. Perfect four-minute offense run. Now, it's the run that you want in that situation to salt away a game. Now, am I am I listening to the critics? I absolutely am. Yeah, because oh, if man, you fumble DB, the ball, it doesn't matter. DB, he fumbled the ball, it doesn't matter. You could run to the one-yard line every but, time. But and I, if you fumble, it doesn't matter. I'm also the same guy that said – I throw that ball to Terrence Nunn a thousand times out of a thousand times against Texas when he fumbled. Yeah. I'm also the same guy that watched. I use AG and as in Amen Groin or Amon Green. I call him Amen Groin just because we're boys. But <laughs> like, Amen, man, my groin. No. So, so I know it's so dumb. That's funny. Though. But we're in a moment, right? Yeah. Like we're yeah, riding here. Yeah. This is kind of intense. Yeah. So I've seen it with AG. Yeah. I've seen it with D'Angelo. You know what else I saw it with? Who? Dan Alexander. Yeah. Coral Buckhart. Couldn't hold on the ball. Like, 98. 98, that team is undefeated if anybody holds on to the football. And I know that there was a coach that told Crouch, hey, man, don't pitch it because our guys can't catch the ball. Yeah. And I know who was playing running back then, too. Yeah. 
So you can come out of the back end come out the if, other side. if you believe, which is why I'm. If you have somebody ride with you, you can come out the other side. I, 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 listen, man, I just want somebody to believe in me. Yeah. That's it. So th- that's why you hear what you hear. So, you know, when it comes to repeating and. Or the other way, like bucking trends, mm-hmm. like if I'm a habitual loser, mm-hmm. sometimes it just takes belief. It's not about the physical. So in both the situations, though, so whether you're in Nebraska in 96 trying to three-peat, or if you're in Nebraska in 2023 trying to get back into national relevance as a football program, it's about breaking the other two Cs, the the complacency and the contentment. That's a lot what Matt Rule talked about, right? It's nice being a football player at the University of Nebraska, right? You get good food. You get good gear. Everybody loves you. Even yeah. I mean, for the most but, part. But, but what's he talking about? You have to earn the right. You have to earn the right for all those things. You have to earn the right to be there in the fourth quarter to try to win these games. And they were. That's all. So they earned the right against Minnesota. Did he not speak that into the existence? Yeah. But so do they have to get over the hump? They yeah. still got to kick down the door, right? But he's not blowing smoke up your butt mm-hmm. when he says we're at the beginning mm-hmm. of trying to do something. That past stuff, that's not on me. Because if you want to go, if you want to go deep, you can't say, "Hey, we should have benched Amon Green, right?" Because he couldn't hold on to the football. Yeah. Ask him sometime. Say, yeah, right. Say, listen, man, did they believe in you? Yeah, man. Sometimes it was at my teammates' expense. Mm. That's how I felt. Yeah. But guess what? I'm cheering my ass off for him because I want to win. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> I, I, I want to need that guy if you're yeah. going to win. Right. If I'm playing the long if game, you're going to win. You need that. guy. I need you to be good. One. This isn't some feel-good story. I'm just telling you real time how the whole thing plays out. Yeah. When I get my ass pulled in Pasadena for yeah. landing on the carpet, do you know why I cheer for LP? It's not because we were boys and he was my roommate on the road. I want to win. You want to win the game. I want to win. And, I mean, probably selfishly, there's a part of you that wants your fumble to not matter. Yeah, save my ass. Right? Yeah, hey, cover me here. Yep, got me. Get my back yep, here. got me. Make sure my fumble doesn't cost us here. Right? When we were at practice and stuff, and we we lost a little bit of this in as my career went in forward. Like we would cover for one another if one of us was having a bad day. Hey, listen, mm. I know there's two to us at a station. You feel good? I don't. It's cold out here. You you in a good mood or what? LP hated like he like he hated the cold. Right? Yeah, not from here. From I yeah. said, hey, so we would look at the script. This this real story. Yeah. We'd look at the script. I'll take this play. This play. I'll get these two. You get the next two. You get these two. Because we just had to go in pairs. Yeah. Because by the time you ran one out, the next guy was ready to go. Yeah. We would look out for one another. We stopped kind of doing that the older that I got. Because if you can't dominate the controllables, yeah, you don't get the big picture stuff. Because yeah. because it hap- ish happens. Because <laughs> you're trying to keep your head above water. Well, I'm telling Whereas, you. Whereas, like, if you're a if you're an adept swimmer. You can make some other choices. Oh, right. That, that's a great idea. Yeah. If you're just there treading water, yep. it's a lot harder to decide yep. which direction you want to go. And and we kind of lost. Or as if you're Michael Phelps out there, you can you can go back. Yes. You go backstroke. You can go breaststroke. You can do whatever you want. So guys were mad at Farley mm-hmm. as opposed to picking him up. To covering for him. Yep. To helping him out. Yep. Man. Guys were mad at Frost. Yeah. As opposed to help picking him up. Mm-hmm. Guys were mad at Adam True. As okay. opposed to kind of help picking him up. Picking him up. So, like, 
and it doesn't take. It's to, a fine it, line between oh. accountability and anger. Right. Right. Where do you, where do you, do you, think, you have to care that they messed up both ways? Right. Do you think I just got out of bed and said, hey, here's a great saying. The difference between an excuse and an explanation is ownership. Yeah. Nope. I have plenty of real life application so there was on what the difference just was. Just less ownership. In just 96. we needed, we had a lot less a little ownership. more complacency. A little Some more of our guys are still mad yeah. and point fingers over who was available and who wasn't. Mm. I'm not, but I'm not mad at them for that. Yeah. Because they wanted to win. They wanted to win. Can I ask you guys a quick question yeah. before we get out of here? Yeah. I have one more too, but go ahead, Shane. On the rivalry. Does it matter where it falls in the schedule for the year? I say that because Nebraska. Colorado's was at the end for us. Well, Colorado's at the end for you. During the 80s, it was Oklahoma, Oklahoma was every end. time. I was at the end. I no. think the importance of the game is matters. Everything. Matters to the intensity of the rivalry. That's why Florida, Florida State used to be at each other's Because it was right? for, yeah. Every year it was like, hey, this, it was going to matter for the something. The winner it has a chance to win a national yeah, title. And you said it best this morning when you said, People didn't get you when I don't think when you said, "Well, they've been in, they haven't been competent. They haven't been competent programs." Yeah, but that's code for it hasn't mattered. Yeah, on a on a on a national level of importance, it hasn't even really mattered on a conference and level an internal for the most part. I was going to say, and on an internal level yeah. between the two schools, for sure. Uh, last thing I wanted to get to about heading into '96. Obviously, you had the death of Brooke Berenger mm-hmm. going into that season emotionally did that change anything within the program was it just kind of a i mean obviously he wasn't going to be with the team in 96 anyway right i'm just curious because obviously brooke meant that, a lot and that to was your me. and that was your guy yeah so i've always just kind of wondered if that had any effect going on to the next season or because he was leaving anyway if it didn't really hit it as much on a personal level no mm-hmm. but i can't speak for Every, else on the team. Everybody else. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was a tough spring. Sure. Yeah, because yeah. of the tribute. Yeah. Husker vision. Yeah. All of that was just getting birth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of things were coming easy to us. Yeah. People started to love on you and say good things. And when stuff comes easy, that's that's an enemy of winning. Well, the other C words get a chance to creep in. Complacency and contentment. One hundred percent. Man, I appreciate you going into this stuff with me. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because I know you don't always love it. No, I mean, but, but that was good stuff. When you when you like kind of sneak it in, and I just get going. It it's gets a lot better than when you let me think about it, and I can control yeah. my emotions. Well, that was good. That was good stuff. Um, I'm glad <laughs> you did that. I think people are going to be like, man, what the world just happened? I think people are going to enjoy that. That's Damon Benning. I'm Ravi Lula. Make sure you catch us every weekday morning. Heard at Sports Radio and AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We are on the Damon Benning Show with Ravi Lula every weekday from 7 to 10 a.m. And we will keep pumping out the Dish and Ish podcast because we can't get into stuff like this yeah, on the it's radio. Yeah, that's what we do. So uh, appreciate it. As always, that's our guy Shane Schilberg back in the booth. We will see you again next week. Hey, Heard at Sports Network. Heard